0: Hello, I'm horror cartoonist Dennis St. John. I draw monsters and write twisted tales. As you can imagine, I was a little obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Lucky for me, so were most of my high school friends, all except one. One friend who stubbornly refused to join the Scoobies. So here we are, 20 some odd years later. I'm teaming up with Doc Travis, John Landis, and maybe a special guest or two. And we're going to make our friend Michael Polley... Watch one episode of Buffy week until he's no longer the Buffy Virgin. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of Buffy Virgin, the only Buffy podcast where it's a bunch of men talking about Buffy, uh, one of wh- whom has never seen it before. Uh, I'm your host, Dennis St. John, um, and uh, we are watching Season 4, Episode 9, Something Blue, we are joined, as always, by the sharpest tack in the shed, Scalpel, Doc Travis.
1: Wearing blue. Wearing blue in, in, in memory.
0: We are joined also by famous webcam boy, Johnny Lando. I'm also wearing something blue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Such a webcam boy.
0: And uh, as
1: always, Michael the Virgin polling. Hey, that's right. I've only seen Buffy
0: up to season four, episode nine, something blue. And this is a packed house we have for the first time in a full year jim withington at j withington withing at on twitter what's your what's your handle how do you do j Jay withy j Jay withy sorry yeah no,
1: that's fine hello
0: <laughs> we're happy to have you back i was not on the last episode you're on i don't think was i sure. my memory's terrible mm, maybe <laughs> mine is too. have i oh. have i met you before is <laughs> I <guess the> <laughs> maybe i think you have i think you might have been on the last one but hey okay well, it's been a rough year.
1: He's had a lot going on. <laughs> All right,
0: uh, so let's begin, as we always do now, with reactions.
2: Audience reactions.
0: Uh, we are getting reactions this week from uh, Wild at Heart uh, due to our recording schedule. That was the last one we got. Um, so why don't we begin with the YouTube reactions? Uh, Mike, you want to read those? Yeah,
1: sure, from Silver Spike one Uh, First reaction here. Haven't gotten off a lot to say about this episode as Wild Park was never one of my faves. I find it a tad blah. Always find myself skipping through it after the Spike intro. I can see that. And then from sackoff 9, yes, Oz totally betrayed Buffy by protecting Veruca.
0: All right. Then you get the point, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thank Uh, you, sackoff 9. The only person who looks out for my points.
0: (laughs) What? On on Twitter, uh, from Dennis Cattell, we have... um, this is again reaction to Wild at Heart. Uh, poor Willow uh, was really put through the grinder in that episode. Fortunately, Allison was more than capable of showing a girl in torment. Uh, we f- we so feel for her by the end of that, and then cry emoji. Yeah, for real. Uh, she did, she did well with the sadness. Um, and uh, Renninaz says um, explains. Uh, Travis made uh, comments about men's sheds and just learning about this organization. So. Ren and Oz gave us some more information. She says, uh, so men's sheds are pretty awesome. Uh, they were created to address issues of isolation and poor mental health amongst retired men, not only as a social gathering place, uh, but as a way to maintain skill sets and learn new ones. A lot of them work with local schools slash groups. Uh, so that sounds pretty cool. Trav, do you
1: have anything to say to that? No, no, that was, that was my impression. I've, I've just never participated in a men's shed because I just read yeah. about them and I'm not yet retired, but they sound very
0: nice. They sound cool, um, and she also says uh, this is in regards to to me reading her last tweet. She says, "And your reading was pitch perfect, no smart, no snark attached." Uh, Re-quote-unquote that app. I'd put my money, uh, I'd put money uh, on my cred, both in experience and boundless, uh, useless info slash trivia will rival pretty much anyone. Uh, so she's yeah really pitching for being in that episode. I think it might happen. It might just happen. Um, I hope so. So, uh, why don't we go on to the summary
1: The Summary You say Anything It comes true Even if I don't want to I'm not in control You'll say Spike has come between us Wedding plans have come between us And I know Giles doesn't care And I said, don't you think Spells can be dangerous, and Willow said, I think Amy's a girl now, and as I recall, she's still stuck eating rat food, and I said, well, that's the one which we've caught. Buffy's flirty, it's making me feel dirty. Thank God that Spike can't hurt me And angels in L.A. So what now? Is Willow a vengeance demon? Can I have a bridesmaid that's a vengeance demon? Said, Sander, you're a demon magnet. And Sander said, hey, well, I'm just trying to help. And as I recall, super demons can only be killed by drowning. And Willow's magic is more dangerous than not. <laughs> that was awesome.
0: <laughs> Music is the best. All right, uh, thank you for that. Uh, Let's move on to Great Lines.
1: Great Lines. Uh, Mike, why don't you go first? Sure, this is a Buffy and Spike duet. Buffy says, why don't we talk about where we're going to register, Spike? Well, where would Angel like to register? And can we have the photographer Angel would have wanted and flowers Angel would have liked? And then from Buffy hey, you think I don't love with the shadow of Drusilla over my head that I'm not wondering if you're going to be thinking of her on our honeymoon when we're making sweet love to me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so weird. Such a weird <laughs> episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a couple. Um, this is from Anya. Blessed be in the name of Dahafran. Let this space be now a gateway to the world of Arashmaha where demons are spawned. We come in the the supplication. We bend as the reed in the flow of the, no, no, wait. We come in the flow of the, (sighs) blessed in the name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then this is a two-parter, Xander's first says the, um, just think of my lips as the fruit roll-ups of love. (laughs) Okay, that was gross and then uh Giles later on uh stop whatever you're doing you smell like fruit roll-ups
1: should we explain what fruit roll-ups are to an international audience google uh, you can google it yeah. uh Jim why don't you throw oh here's that all right I've got I've got a bunch so I'm not gonna do them all but I, I really um I, I, I like the uh the part where they're talking about Spike being being harmless and they refer to him as impotent. he was like, hey, and so Buffy was like, flaccid? Um, and Giles had a lot of like, oh, good question kind of lines. And the, the you know, like they were just sort of tossed in. I liked that with him being blind. He was just sort of like, he was just sort of off in the corner, but he'd be like, you know, someone would be like, what's wrong with Buffy? And he'd, a good question and just sort of mutter off. And that sort of thing. Um, I had a couple lines I don't know if I would call these great but I had to bring this up although I might save one of this one for one of them for later but there was Xander, Xander a good Xander awkwardness line where they talked about Buffy being back in the, in the prehistoric times and he said well, well it's like that but sadly without the fuzzy bikini so
0: always yeah I do like that now Anya is part of it so she can be like uh- Xander, off topic. Yeah,
1: stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like yeah. so instant. Like that's like the tenth or twentieth time she's had to say off topic, Xander, because <laughs> it was just immediate reaction. Off topic, Xander. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, John, uh, I want you to have the full impression. Uh, okay, I'll do my
2: best. Uh, do your best, Camboy. Uh, yeah, when when uh, when Spike and Buffy are like kind of like making out, and he says, "Oh, pouty, look at that lip, gonna get it." gonna get it now i i chose this line which is not a great line from the episode but this connects with a horrible experience i had in my life
0: (laughs) Uh, um, it begins early this this week (laughs) yeah
2: so i uh just just i mean more awkward than really horrible but uh i when i had a girlfriend once and uh I'm very proud of you John. I used this exact line once when we were making out about "Oh, that lip gonna get it and I think it was just out of like, I don't know. I don't know why I thought that was a funny or okay thing to say. Uh, But then later because i made her watch all of buffy we got to this episode and she realized that i had cribbed this line when we were making out and she got really mad at me <laughs> which i deserved i mean definitely perhaps
0: a reasonable response great artist steal man great artist <laughs> i think you've got props for that i don't know
2: i don't think i'm a great artist when it comes to making out
0: or wait oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what the online reviews say yeah <laughs> Not what the Yelps say.
1: <laughs> um,
0: Trav, uh, why don't you just throw some at us? Oh
1: yeah, so we, I think uh, so. This, I picked this because it's a it's a message that Giles leaves on Willow's um, answer machine, and if I was Willow, I would save it forever because it's the craziest message. Giles is he, is, is calling up. He goes, "Oh, hey Willow, it's Giles." Um, I thought you were bringing the ingredients for that spell. I really have to. And then Spike's screaming in the background Passions is on! Timmy's down a bloody well! You gotta let me see this! And then Jow's, still holding the phone, screams back You'll do what? Lick me to death! <laughs> oh, Willow, I really think we ought to try that spell. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> I'd like to shower sometime today. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
2: what is this message, man?
1: It's like amazing. And it's on an old-timey message machine, so you just walk in the room and you just push play and you get this crazy ass fucking message. Oh,
2: I just love it. Unless you have a, a demon answering machine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> John, why don't you explain to us how answering machines work? In great detail? <laughs> how you impress? All right, uh, let's move on to, uh, oh, my kill counts. The kill count. Um, so this episode we get one vampire easily staked perhaps the easiest staking that's ever happened on the show uh one confirmed demon drowning and two were poofed as if they never really existed so whether they count or not is unknown to me Uh, so let's move on to the main course weird noticings and trivia weird noticings John, why don't you start us?
2: So uh, obvious fashion note here, which if I hadn't written down, I'm sure all of you would have, is Willow's weird armless sweater, which I guess it's a poncho, but it's like a mini poncho, sort of like, like, like she stole it like uh, from a tiny cowboy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really bizarre. Uh, It looks wonderful. Um, I also, my friend, she's wearing this while out on patrol. It seems like this would potentially hinder her movement. Uh, Not that it matters when it's a one-stake vampire night, but pretty dangerous. And they also passed the Albert mausoleum again. So she's walking around the same cemeteries from high school.
1: Oh, is that the giveaway? That it's that same one? I mean, they also, like, or almost, almost pose in front of it or like Buffy wants to get are there some photos yeah. <laughs> for their future wedding, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I just remember the Albert mausoleum from before. Um, and in uh, Buffy's scar watch uh, in the scene where uh, she's uh, flaunting her neck cleavage at a thirsty spike, you can see Buffy's scar, uh, which would, of course, be the appropriate time to show it. Uh, that was the only time I noticed it this episode. Uh, John, uh, yeah. So I,
2: I have a question about Oz because it's it stated twice that Oz sent for his stuff. How do you send for your things? It's, it seems like a nineteenth century kind of a thing. Like you send your valet or something to go pick up your things. How does this
0: work? I also that there was uh, Devon said that which yeah. I was I was saying earlier in the, in Wild at Heart that he lives with dingoes, and you said that's not confirmed, but I think it's confirmed now. Is it? Okay.
1: I don't know. I don't, I'm, not sure you th- I'm, I'm not sure you can assume he lives in town, but to answer your question, John, first you need to get a plot of land, <laughs> preferably agricultural, or you can be a merchant banker, and then hire a manservant, and then they can send them all kinds of places, and then go back 100 years. I don't know, I'd mo- I don't know how modern, you know, um, send, for, send for things. People have you know, I, I feel back like, back
2: like back. what happened was like Oz called up his roommates and was like, "You guys can just sell my stuff." Like I feel like that's
1: probably what happened. <laughs> it kind of looked like somebody ransacked it too. I was like, "Count yeah. his werewolf buddies to like go <laughs> stuff." I I like- the bed wasn't on fire, and, <laughs> <laughs> and there were all these. Yeah, it looked very. Yeah,
0: it was- yeah, I wouldn't trust the members of Dingo to like properly burn. pack and stuff, right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> Like, That's what we need roadies for. <laughs> they like, like ripped his posters off the wall. There's still like corners on the, on the wall. Like, Come on, you gotta be careful with
0: that stuff. They're, like, oh, they're as hurt by odds as his abandonment as Willow is. We're like, we never want to see him again.
1: You know, I used to clean apartments for that were inhabited by college students, and uh, that looked like only a like a mild, uh, mildly bad, a mild ransack. Yeah.
0: Oh man, um, I last a couple of weeks ago when I was at Comic-Con, I made like the biggest, dumbest messes of my of my uh, room twice. Uh, which was very embarrassing because I, um, on my bed, I like dropped a cup of coffee and didn't notice and let it spill all over the comforter. And so I just wrote a note and I with, that said, sorry, it's only coffee because, you know, it's this big brown stain in the middle of the thing. <laughs> left 20 bucks (laughs) the worst like like they're you know they're they're gonna hate me and then like two days later I did it again I did the exact same move again I was like oh no they're definitely not gonna believe that it was coffee this time same hotel same hotel room
1: Dennis you just need to start alibying up man I mean, you need to find people who are going to be willing to corroborate your whereabouts on those nights.
2: (laughs) Start drinking crystal clear coffee when you're in uh, hotel
1: rooms.
0: (laughs) So anyway, be careful where you put your coffee in hotel rooms is the lesson I learned. Uh, All right. uh, John, uh, why don't you ask the next one?
2: Yeah. So like, uh, I feel like the Scoobies are like really shitty friends in this episode to Willow because she is going through a breakup. She is feeling dumped and shitty and they give her this massive headache. They give us massive harangue because she's having, as far as we know, one beer. Yeah. I mean, I understand she's underage, but she's allowed to have a fucking beer if she's dumped. If I was dumped and my friends gave me a hard time for drinking, I would get new friends.
0: Yeah, that was bullshit. That upset me. That was like <laughs> this fucking like anti-drug messaging on this show that like
1: has no place in a college like level show, right?
0: Fuck this shit.
1: It's all relative, right? I mean, because Willow's such a such a straight laced character. <laughs> you know, when she goes, you know, when when she goes off like on the bench, like she can't handle like some mild. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, she's not. She hasn't had the experience to handle. You know, this type of substance abuse. I mean, I, mean, I
0: get that every time Buffy drinks, she like almost gets eaten by a serpent. Yeah, or... <laughs> they were really harsh on Buffy getting wasted. Remember that. And then of
2: course
1: Buffy yeah. is like- reverse
2: fairness though, way. like Buffy like had a lot Natural. of beers with a bunch of jerks at a bar.
1: Yeah. Willow
2: had all light beer and was dancing. Like, what was she, she one, dancing to by the one, night way?
1: Beer,
2: one light beer and spilled a light beer. <laughs> 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 That's reasonable behavior when you're dumped. More than reasonable. That's
0: reasonable uh, behavior for Thursday. But she was also a bad drunk. I mean, let's be real. Let's be honest. You wouldn't want her to have more. Nobody should be having that much fun while listening to blink 182. Right. i was <laughs> surprised
1: to hear that because I feel like that's so zeitgeisty of uh, Buffy. And, uh, I just expect them to be a little bit off like them to be in the realm of alternative rock, but not to like be so on the nose. Because yeah. Enema of the state, uh, came out that year and for, them to be playing blink 182 like probably one of the most popular songs probably i don't know if it was topping the charts uh but it was probably playing at least in the you know the heavy on mtv rotation and for that to be the song that willow's dancing light beer drunk to was a little bit of a surprise i was like what this is this like are clips from this in a music video somewhere because i feel like the they so locked down the image control and licensing as it relates to popular music. And the fact that, you know, you could watch this now and it hasn't been ripped out for some reason and replaced with a light rock version or something. I don't know. Just popular music is a weird thing. And uh, it's so strange to hear super popular music out of context. Yeah. It made me wonder if maybe that was a song that like it, like they grabbed it and then it became popular because I was like, it seems like it would have cost too much to get that song otherwise you know because it was so big they must have made a guess then right because this came nah. out in 99 November 99 right and that album dropped in March 99 is what and I only know this from Wikipedia I don't like <laughs> hey oh guys what are the only time it <laughs> was June 99 so okay. it was recorded you in January to March I don't know when they selected what was going on but they were really on top of it yeah or they just mm-hmm. had a hole in their catalog and they're like okay Let's. This is where we drop in the the song, the song of the week or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think
0: the WB and now the CW are very much like the stations that are on top of like let's play what the kids are listening to these days, right? Like they want they want the current music.
1: I did like that they picked the the actual like chorus lyrics of "Say It Ain't So," I will not go when she because she's all sad about him leaving. I thought that was pretty good and like right on the nose. So it was good. I was trying to see what to the studio was or I mean, what label MCA. I can't, I can't see universal music group. Okay. I was going to say, you know, cause it, this was Fox. It was a Fox um, show that was aired on the WB. But it wasn't a Warner label. So I can't explain away through the music rights. Um, <laughs> sometimes you can explain away as a Warner artist or depending on the label, but obviously this was, this was filmed you know eight weeks before it was aired so they had to obtain the rights maybe in june or july uh all right uh jim what's this next noticing you have oh um you know that, that we talked about this a little bit already because we had the they had the line about or we talked about her scar, but like that was weird. That was a really weird moment. It was like, why would she be doing that? Like, what? Like, it just was sort like it was funny, but, but you know, Buffy kind of being like, "Oh, do you really want to drink from my neck or whatever?" And it was, just, it was a little bit of good foreshadowing, kind of for the rest of the episode, but like. It was also just really creepy. It was just like, <laughs> what is happening here? Like, why, why what, what? Yeah.
0: yeah, this episode is like a hardcore spuffy episode. Like, I mean, directly, it's like a wish fulfillment spuffy episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's definitely like acknowledging this is what the fans are into right now, right? Like,
1: it knew, well, it knew what the fans wanted. Well, it's, it's just turning, it's, cleavage, it's, neck, it's neck cleavage. It's just turning everything on its head episode. It's like, oh, it's opposite episode turning everything on its head. But it didn't have the same setup necessarily for Giles. It was just I mean it was very much about the Spike and Buffy thing. Like I guess Giles is a book nerd, so him not being able to see that's gonna screw with everything. But the Spike Buffy yeah, that setup was hilarious and creepy. And it's so outspoken for her to be showing off her neck like that. I mean really the spike tor level of torture is really fun in this episode like how they just <laughs> so good on. spike being dangerous <laughs> like since you know he came to you know dinner
0: oh also uh Giles finally got proper manacles this episode
1: <laughs> yeah I was going to come with them. Fairly, uh, uh, oh, an <laughs> old place to get those.
0: yeah they're like you know this <laughs> why don't we just get them <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I like his locked in the tub situation because it's also very like Margot Tenenbaum with the TV right at the edge of the bathtub. Like, it's a weird cage situation.
1: I mean, this, 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 the levels of Spike are pretty funny. Like uh, later on, he's he's like, uh, I can't believe this is a team that foils me again and again. <laughs> yeah. This dusting leg like was written by a fan. Yeah. It, can't, it almost doesn't seem like it could be canon. And yet, and yet, uh, Travis. What's your comment? Off topic, Xander. <laughs> move, move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's what we should have been saying when Xander's like sexist and creepy for the past, you know, three years or two years. Off topic, Xander. Well, yeah. Was
2: was it on buffering where they were talking about getting a like a little spray bottle like for a dog that's bad? <laughs> Just like <laughs> spray a spray on him. I don't think we can take credit for that joke, but I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, what's your comment? Oh, um, the, the, there's, like, I don't know why it was that I didn't feel like it was gross when they were feeding uh, Spike blood in a mug. But then later when Buffy, uh, which is under the spell, and she microwaves it for him to body temperature and gives it to him, like, <laughs> micro- something about that just made me <laughs> gag. It's something
0: super <laughs> nasty about that. I
2: don't know why it's grosser. I mean, it also- you prefer talk- if it
0: was heated over the stovetop? Yeah, microwaving is
2: part of what's weird about that, and like, I guess drinking any body temperature liquid seems kind of gross, like for some reason. Um, it also made me wonder about like, how do they keep the blood from clotting? You know, when you have a yeah. cup of blood, do you do you need to like dose it with something to keep it from clotting? Does that come come that way yeah. from the butcher shop?
1: No, <laughs> you need EDTA. That's what we use in. I said people use in medicine EDTA.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, you know. ah. what about what is, just what is, what is that sprinkling sample? it with like a little bit of cinnamon? Would that work? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Get I'm this a, th-
0: man some cinnamon.
1: Gosh, I think it's totally normal. I mean, that's the that's the temperature blood is is supposed
2: to be at. I mean, I don't think it's. I'm, that I'm not way. disputing the logic. I'm just yeah. it just gave me a, a little bit. of <laughs> Or I I I gagged a little
1: when I saw I thought drinking blood from a straw was gross. That was the goal gr- Oh I was love the when they took the mug away. Yeah. <laughs> it's, drip, it's dripping everywhere. That yeah, was, was uh, like with, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah.
0: That uh um you know, in San Francisco right now there's big debates about straws and I know like everybody's making fun of liberals for straws or something, but like an anti straw guy should totally use that gif and be like, straws are murder and be like <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know and it did make me actually think like could Spike drinks through a paper straw or would that, you know, would the blood get, you know, kinda just like any other drink, you know, especially a body temperature drink. Would that work in a paper straw? <laughs> what about a cold pleasures? doodle? Oh yeah, for a while. Then and or or you can do a metal straw. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean that the whole the whole him drinking blood is just ah, uh, just so amazing. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> uh mike oh yeah so this amazing scene after willow has endowed herself with godlike powers and then just suggests the idea of amy no longer being a rat and then she's there and then she's a rat again is (laughs) insane and like i i it's one of the most did
0: that um, that drive you crazy because like you know you've like got a long running like
1: uh, prediction about that and you're like, ah, ah. Well, I know I'm sure it made fans of the show crazy at the time and ma- yes, it does make me a little bit crazy. It's such an amazing throwaway gag to do to like acknowledge that Amy's a powerful magician. She'd be a great ally. I'd love her to be here. Then she's here and she's like briefly reacting to being human for a second and is so excited <laughs> uh, and then like is back in rat form. I rewind it because I was like, how did what induce that? Because I, like, I couldn't, I know she just suggested the idea it happening. It's a great manifestation of, like, how powerful Willow is in this, you know, after this blessing she's given herself. But, like, that's such a rad sequence, and, like, it's so playful and demented. And then also that, as a rat, I guess if you're on all fours, that's the equivalent to having your arms and legs covered. And I get that that's, like, a PG way for her to be there and then back without exposing her body, but... Uh, I was still like, eh. I, I, I wanted her to be in a more awkward pose than that <laughs> than they gave her, and so that also threw me because I was like, that is it. I don't know. It, it's a, a lovely scene.
0: I also like uh, uh, that she did do her spell like in the dorm room bathroom. That kind of cracks me up. Like that's such a great like, like the dealing with being a magic user in the normal world and like yeah, like this has a big enough
1: floor so we'll do it here yeah and maybe the candles won't burn the carpet there's no carpet to burn in here yeah yeah everyone stay up willow's had a few light beers <laughs>
0: <laughs> also like that they got the actress to plays amy back again yeah. like, just to do that <laughs> a split second they're like you're going to come on we're going to get you naked and then we're going to get
1: you out of here and that's like a, it's a fun, it's like a deep callback you know if you, you can't it's like again back it's like the reverse of what was going on tv t- at the time where it was like you could miss a couple episodes and still know what was going on this was like the we always talk about buffy being like the um the show with these long story arcs so it's like a way way callback which is amazing yeah yeah her hair looks too good for her to have been a rat all that time <laughs> should have been more of a rat's nest uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I
0: don't. Maybe. Uh, uh that's good. I said, maybe Willow <laughs> takes care of her pet. But.
1: Oh yeah. Also, what? How? How can they have a pet rat? I mean, how can they have any pets in the dorm that isn't like a goldfish? Well, it's we have
0: so never crazy. met their RA. They
1: <laughs> don't I mean, that, <laughs> Well, if it's a Riley type, it's fine. Riley would let any girls do anything they wanted. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He is a lesbian.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we to like, ignore the weird, <laughs> the weird opening. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. Cause yeah, I don't either.
2: It's a yeah. it's, it's a weird joke that doesn't work, doesn't land.
1: No. <laughs> not at all. Uh.
0: So, um. In the scene where Buffy, where uh, Xander is trying to like comfort uh, uh, Willow, he's like, "We're not doomed." And like, I thought maybe that's a reference to the I robot you Jane episode where it ends with them all being like, face it, we're all doomed. <laughs> that's how I took it. I, yeah, yeah, I definitely thought that was a callback. I liked the callback then a lot of callbacks this episode.
1: I have to say that scene, I think if you're talking on the one I was thinking of like when, when he was basically like, we're, we're all going through stuff. Well, you know, we all have pain. Well. And when she was just like, Oh, poor me, I live in a basement. I was like, wow damn <laughs> that was cold i mean that
2: is maybe why she shouldn't drink
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah yeah, the shitty mean drunk but yeah no. <laughs> let her have a beer
1: it yeah. was it was funny when she when uh when she when willow was like to xander you're a demon magnet you know first praying praying mantis lady the naked mommy girl now anya it's interesting she left out cordelia even though she and cordelia didn't have a very good relationship she easily could have said Cordelia, and then now Anya, but she didn't.
0: I do like I like Xander's label as being a demon magnet, and it fits. But like, she dated a, a robot demon and a werewolf. Like, yeah, she's like a supernatural houses, magnet. Glass houses.
2: That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 comeback for that is fairly obvious.
1: <laughs> also, it appeared through this through the story um the episode it seemed as if anya told said that she was a human first and then a demon so it's like anya's human that's her natural state she was just practicing magic and then got recruited to be a revenge demon
0: i was gonna bring that up later yeah this is it's the first time it's been indicated that anya wasn't born a demon she's Uh, she was really a witch right
1: i mean she was really doing witchcraft
0: yeah, she's talking about doing like a uh, basic, what is it like penis legion spells or something? Second episode mm-hmm. in the in a row, where we've talked about penis legions.
1: Hey. That out. <laughs> you, you know, for an, all, for, that, people. For, an all, for an all dude podcast, it's remarkable that that doesn't come up more often. <laughs> but you're just inferring that she was recruited to be a vengeance demon, right? We're assuming based on Willow's potential recruiting No, path, um, or is she, is it the, more explicit? No, yeah. Yeah. when, uh, when Anya
0: recognizes the burn mark Mm -hmm. as like oh that's the old D'Hoffren burn mark yeah uh, when they're walking in the cemetery she's like describing how she became a how she like okay yeah yeah so it's she she doesn't say I was a human but she didn't like we don't know she was at least at the very least a lesser form of demon we don't know like but she doesn't refer to it as like being like converted into a monster she calls it like ascension right
1: well, because those vengeance demons that we saw, you know, in that other, through the portal or whatever, like they didn't look like they started as humans. So it seems like anybody can kind of like get into vengeance demonhood if they practice enough shitty magic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> shitty magic is the way into demonhood.
1: Well, mean magic.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. Okay.
1: <laughs> Not bad magic.
0: Uh, but before <laughs> we get back to, before we get to the let's cut back to uh, uh, what Mike thinks about Spike and Buffy.
1: This is such an amazing, weird couple situation. I don't know if people thought that Spike and Buffy were going to be a thing before this episode. Clearly the fans wanted it, but like to kind of walk through all these steps and, but, but, and jumping to the wedding part, the wedding idea versus like, oh, they're in love with each other and just making out. Like the wedding idea is such a fun gift to play, like for actors and for them to play it out so dramatically is great. And then like, they're, they're just obsessively planning the wedding. And you know, we see how like, naive uh, Buffy is and how, how stupid some of her wedding choices are, which get called back and made fun of, which are great. Um, and then of course, bringing in all their exes. You know I, I pulled the quote at the beginning because it was so much fun. Like, it was delightful and like, I didn't have any anxiety about, about how this thing was gonna turn out. Dead. It was yeah. just yeah. fun to watch. Like, you knew it was gonna get inverted at the end. And so like, it was just a blast.
0: Yeah. And I also feel like, like it's at the very least, at the very most, it's the B-plot, the Buffy-Spike thing, you know, but it, because it's like Willow's transformation is the A-plot, but it's so good. Like they had to name the episode after it. Like it's <laughs> like what everybody remembers about this episode is like the, Spike, the Spike-Buffy the Spike almost marriage, you know? Uh, it's just so solid. It's so it, it,
2: it, it's not just the two of them. It, it's also uh, really like Giles Reactions, his his reactions oh, yeah. and 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 Sanders' reactions. I know, oh, yeah, priceless.
0: Like, Giles' oh, yeah. like actual emotional reaction for a second to being like asked to give the bride away. Yeah. Like that's a real <laughs> emotional moment that he would have, and then he like for, and he has it for
1: real for a second, and then he's like, God damn it, this is fucking. History. <laughs> I also really liked, um, I, I really liked that when Spike got mad at Xander, he was like, well, you're you're off the usher, usher list. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it implies that he was mentally saying he's on the usher list. He <laughs> put together good. his list. Yeah, like, like I love that like somehow Xander's on the list anyway, but like not anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's so great that you just like, as soon as you get married, then you immediately go into wedding planning mode, which is true. 100% true. So it's clearly written by someone that's really familiar with the wedding process, which I think is actually amazing as opposed to someone who's like, I think this is what happens. Like <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh,
0: You're I wish I had, world flashbacks.
1: no, I wish I had seen this episode, you know, when I was, uh, when Elizabeth and I were, you know, getting married, like, you know, where we were planning, what, it would have been a delight. Uh, I don't think there are a lot of things that hit that in like a fun way. I think there's those Bridezilla sure. shows that kind of like, really uh, punish you know brides and their families but there's not this kind of poking fun in a polite way like not polite but in a fun way like this in the context of a show so it was really fun and then of course like when the inversion happens when it's like oh all the spells are removed just like their mutual disgust and like (laughs) self-loathing is amazing and that like it's just so instantaneous and
0: I like like um, uh, I've said this a couple times but like Season four, Sarah Michelle Gellar, her comedy chops are like so solid this season. And it's like, it's like they finally figured out how funny she is and to like use her in that way. Like, I don't know. It's just impressive because it's like when you watch the beginning of the show, you wouldn't know she could do these like weird bits, you know? So I just want to give praise to that. Uh, Yeah. uh, There's also like a lot of nice looking demons this episode Um, and Ken... I tell you guys what i like and don't like about the various demons please sure uh well we have the return of hoffrin which i always think is excellent uh he's a great looking goat demon guy uh he's played by an actor who shows up in a episode of angel that mike has watched he's the uh, creepy doctor guy if you remember that one
1: which is the oh oh the creepy doctor. Oh yeah, what? the with the torture doctor? Yeah. That one? Or, yeah. Or not the
0: torture doctor, the uh guy who can remove his eyes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All the but, pieces. The other doctor. Yeah, he's that doctor. Oh uh, yeah. I And he like I like that he like gives it both the gravitas of being like ancient elder demon, but he also treats it like it's an office job. And he's like, Well, all right. <laughs> I did my best, time to go on. <laughs> um, I really like the spar, spar off demon that Xander drowns both like weird and gross looking with the big teeth and like I think in this show vampires have like so many weird rules and sometimes like demons are just like big monsters just like big animals so it's funny that this one random demon has a really specific weakness that like not only do you like drown it but like drowning it causes it to like smoke and melt. Uh, <laughs> So there's like it just it's one of those like nice little touches that feels like there's a backstory to those weird things. Um,
1: now, why do you think there was standing water in that basement, just like in a <laughs> sink anyway? I I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't guess about how what Xander thinks is an appropriate way to wash clothing. You know? Well
1: it is because it's because he got made fun of for living in a basement, but if he wasn't in the basement they wouldn't have been able to kill the demon. So
0: uh, So, you know, it all comes back. His weakness is strong. <laughs> I like it. Um, the big-headed giant, the big-headed like horn demon, I thought looked way too much like M- Moloch the Corrupter. looked like looked like they took like that makeup again and then put them on uh, the suits that uh, the Order of the the Order that protected Conquistos wore. So I was like, ah, that's all reused stuff. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so those are my demon ratings for this episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed them.
1: I thought the the demon makeup was fantastic because it's always like a delight to see something that's not a vampire that's so well presented. And when the demon just kind of start to show up because of Xander's demon magnetism, like they're all pretty great looking. And then when Anya introduces the idea that, oh, this is one that can be killed by drowning and then there might be all these other rules involved with getting rid of them. It's like, Mm -hmm. it just feels really, the, the chaotic potential is really great. I feel like they don't do it to the justice they could have. And it's, that's the disappointing part for me about these demons is like, they set up that there could be crazy amount of shit coming. And then it's ultimately like, uh, just like running around slapstick in in, a, you know, a tomb, but like things could have been a lot worse and I wish they'd made them worse, but it was still.
0: And it's also nice to see like Anya, because she's got like 11,000 years or 1100 years of like demon history, like can just immediately, like even better than Giles, like. Recognize a demon and be like, "Ah, right, that one dies this way." Like, I used to date one of those five hundred years ago. <laughs> you know, oh,
1: nice. Go ahead,
2: sorry. I'm just saying, it's a nice bit of world building that they're, yeah. you know, like uh, at any given time, there's like ten random demons within a half mile radius. <laughs> like, they're there. You know.
0: Oh, uh, that's something and, I wanted to like because they poof away at the end. Like, I was gonna be like, did the spell spawn them or oh. are they drawn yeah, that there? That
1: was really weird. That was a really weird touch. It's like, why did they disappear? Just because the episode's ending? Like... Yeah.
0: It would have been funnier if they like just woke from the spell also and were like, oh, sorry about that. Like, oh, I was taking care of my kid. Where, what happened? I like
2: your
1: demon <laughs> voice. Demon cookie monster. That <laughs> <Dennis laughs> was good. <laughs> I got to say the demon, the demon cosmology, like uh, genealogy or whatever you want to call it, like the amount of the demon catalog is really crazy on Buffy and it gets so much crazier on Angel. Yeah, so I just yeah. watched an episode. Well, I mean, all of Angel, they keep, I want to say every episode, but they just introduced so many weird demons on that show that haven't yet like trans, like transgressed or like not transgressed. They haven't made it their way over to Buffy yet. So the, for instance, uh, there's an episode where Wesley reappears, which I just saw, which was amazing. And there's like a crazy demon speaks another language. And like these, like there's these, I mean, it's just so many weird, you know, hard to describe easily. And I would love to get your take on all of them, Dennis, when we do an angel recap, but. Yeah, just uh,
0: so the audience knows we're going to do an angel recap. Um, uh, I think in a few episodes on episode 12 of this season, we will. Uh, recap the first 11 episodes of Angel. And yeah, I, you know, one thing I really like about the Buffyverse in general and Angel's doing it faster than Buffy did is like it's starting to introduce the greys of the world and like like the demons can be good people kind of deal. And, like, and, and when you do that, you then get to like explore them as more than things you just fight, but as like the demon like folklore and the demon like communities, you know. Uh, so I'm super glad you're into that stuff because uh that's totally my jam yeah
1: yeah i was reading alan moore's providence uh this past couple days do you guys know that one uh anyway more love alan moore and there's an interesting epistolary bit well where a guy is basically writing to his diary and he wants to be a novelist he's talking about how it's he would like to move away from the werewolf vampire world and find some more interesting monsters and base them on the world that he lives in and i yeah totally that like, we want different stuff. And the fact yeah. that Angel reaches so deeply into weird places, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. Anyway.
0: And um, that's also what I'm, like, The uh, I just finished the, thir- the first draft of my thumbnails for Whisper in the Woods. Woo. And that's totally, like, my theory and stuff is, like, like about exploring more monsters than we've seen before. So my these monsters are going to be based more on, like, organic, like, the bugs of the world and stuff. Um, but I'm trying to create, like. I'm into it, man. Uh, that super, sounds super vague. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't go into too much right now. Uh, but like, just that, yeah. There's more than vampires and werewolves, right? Like, and uh, and those are the things that have the most specific rules we know. But like, those the world exists for the for these other things, and they have they have rules we just don't know about, right? Uh, whatever they are, um, Mike. What do you think about Riley? <laughs>
1: Hey, what do you guys think about uh, dating a woman who lied to you about being married? <laughs> when you're her TA. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's the bigger
2: problem. Can, I oh, agree. my God.
1: So I actually had, a, I, I don't know if you guys saw that I put an emoji in the docs for this, the puke emoji. Because the episode when she, when, when she says you have a lot to learn about women, and he's like, they're going to teach me.
2: Yeah, that's
1: right. It's agree. like, come on. Like, he's so, like, this entire, I mean, this may be always, but like, this entire episode, he's like trying so hard to be deep. And it's like the actor can't be deep, but also the character can't be deep. And it's just, it's just so, like, it's so painful. It's, it's, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, Gross. in fairness, like that is kind of what the episode's about. Like Buffy is sitting there, being like, "Am I really going to date this guy? He seems kind of boring. And shouldn't I date somebody who's a monster?" Uh, Ooh, yeah. She is having that dialogue with herself like the whole time.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I like in uh, in uh, the uh, Thanksgiving episode. She's like, "I like my evil. Like I like my men. Evil." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I, I agree with Buffy's Thanksgiving assessment of the
2: men. Yeah. dates. I think well, yeah. there's, there's, there's a happy medium somewhere in between, you know, actual evil monster and guy who seems kind of boring and is your TA in one of your classes. Like,
0: that, there's somewhere in between. Hopefully. Also, like Xander, I mean, sorry, Riley saying that, like, teach me about women. <laughs> sounds very much like the relationship he's gotten himself into with Anya, where he's like, Anya, tell me when I say dumb thing. Mm, like, that's a good point. <laughs> That's like very much like, uh, maybe it's a male fantasy also, or maybe that's the anti-male fantasy. I don't know about like, mm. I want to just be as dumb as I am, but have somebody correct me like so I can slowly learn, but this way I don't have to put the effort in myself. I'll just be like slowly edited.
1: Well, and like, if, you know, if I said to my girlfriend, like teach me about women, she'd be like, why do you want me to teach you about women? Who are you going to go date now? Like, <laughs> like no. Like what? And <laughs> And, I mean, I did, like, I, I thought it was interesting that they kind of gave, like, a little bit of, like, that kind of, like, attachment theory stuff. Because she actually said, like, I think the line, I, put, I pulled this line out. She said, can't uh, can a nice, safe relationship be that intense, you know? And, like, they had this, like, moment where it was, like, oh, like. And and uh, I think that's a, it's an interesting thought. Like, it's an interesting thing to sort of bring up and throw in there. Especially in a show that has a lot of these, like, really weird kind of twisted relationships that they have. So, yeah. I don't know. Spring it down a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't have an answer. I mean Yeah, yeah. You know, you got Riley in one hand and then a guy you tie up in a bathtub on the other.
1: (laughs) I mean, I know which character I'd rather spend time with. Like Spike Spike is so much more fun and interesting than Riley, even when he's a bad guy. I don't want to spend any time looking in Riley's eyes, but the show forces me (laughs) to. uh uh all right uh why don't we wrap this up with mike's last comment oh you talked about this briefly but the vengeance demon clearly operates you know his business or he operates his recruitment like a business and as soon as willow's like "Ah, i'm not really interested i actually you showed me my friends for a second i realized they're in trouble i don't know that's probably shouldn't have done that he's like oh my pitch was wrong i will on this for the next time uh, and then he's like, oh, here, take my talisman, you know, look me up. Oh,
0: well. <laughs> no, he's like, I think he would have kept arguing, but it was five o'clock. And he was just like, oh, oh, I'm not going to take this home.
1: Yeah. He had to go watch some Simpsons reruns. So he's like, yeah, I'm done.
2: <laughs> well, it works nicely in the way the, the arc of the episode, because it's obviously like a, a subverting expectations thing where they, it, you know, the music swells and then it's just, they cut it off. It's then it's a gag. Um, yeah. But it's nice because it, it, I think in the way the episode functions, because it's a signal to the audience, like you think the episode is about this. You think it's going to be about this monster, but it's actually about this other thing, um, which is cool. I think that was a, that was a neat, uh, it, was, it was it was a neat little trick of writing, and I think I think it works yeah. in the episode. Agreed.
1: I want right. to have one more observation okay. to this crowded section. But while watching this, I did think that Oz was going to be reappearing in this episode, just based on the foreshadowing in the early part where Willow's so much longing for Oz, and then when he didn't appear, I-, I just expected her to wish for him, and she didn't. Yeah, like, like if she's that upset and that torn up, she's not muttering or, like, walking around muttering, like, I wish she was here. Like, like she can accidentally, like, make Giles blind, but she doesn't accidentally say, I wish she was here at any point. Like, I thought it was really, yeah, it was really weird.
2: He can't even make the Q-tip unbendy, though, so.
0: yeah. <laughs> sure. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think the episode's really clear on how
2: the magic works. Right. I think it, it's just badly because she's just she's not very good at the spell. So it's kind of right. it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like when you like splice wires badly and they work intermittently.
0: Oh, uh, I thought it was like when she wishes for something in a sp- particular like declarative way, and not when she says like "I will that." Like right. Uh, let's move on to questions for the group. Questions for the group.
2: I thought that uh, Riley's idea for a picnic date, where uh, he he prepares all the food and Buffy just shows up, I thought that sounded lovely, and I'm totally going to steal that date. Lovely. I'm going to use that. Um, what's the best date that you've ever done been on?
0: Done been on? <laughs> yeah. What 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 date you done been on? <laughs> uh i don't know if it's my best the one that comes to mind the the quickest for me is i did a double date at the drive-in where and it was partially the combination of like events that happened that was nice we did a double date at the drive-in where we brought our own like beer and stuff and then uh we watched how to train your dragon and the audio went out just at the right time where one of us and in my memory i think it was me but you know that's my memory started singing the aladdin like A whole new world. Like at just the right time. And like we all, everybody started to sing it and it like perfectly synced up with like what was happening with them. Like, let me show you how I fly my dragon moment. And like, just as we finished singing, the like sound cut back in and it was like, oh, we just made that that so much better by doing that. That's Uh, a lovely
2: memory, Dennis. I thank you for sharing that.
0: So I like drive-ins also for dates, they're fun. Are there any left? Uh, There's one in Vermont.
1: There's one out out here, close to Portland. I don't remember where, but there is one.
0: (laughs) If you just go driving, one night you'll find it.
1: (laughs) Any good dates, fellas? Uh, I was going to say, you know, last night I had a really nice time with uh, my wife. We went to a housewarming party. And we ended up being the last guests with the other couple. And so it got very double datey and we hung out and looked at stars together. And so one of, you know, one of my friends, her husband has a huge, like more than a hobby. Well, you know, a telescope, like a, not a refracting, but a reflecting telescope and it's massive and wonderful. And we got to look at planets. And it was uh, it was lovely and romantic. That was really fun. And I uh, tell you what, looking at Saturn doesn't—it's just that's just amazing. I mean, even if it's you know a little dot, it just looks like a little eyeball icon or something. It's fantastic. Um, it was just nice just to hang out like that. And it was very spontaneous. And there's a little bit of dumb, dumb male energy going on, but it was fun. Where. Uh, this, oh man, this is gonna be in my mind forever. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Where uh, uh, my buddy, um, in order to reduce the light popula, the light pollution, just uh, cuts so cut a few cables in his garage, <laughs> for outdoor lights. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Wow, he's like, yeah, that's that's baller. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I took somebody once to, uh, I'm a big, big autumn fan. I really like the fall. And, uh, and I took someone for one of my first dates with them to a pumpkin patch. And, and we, um, those of you who haven't, other than Michael, haven't seen me in person. I wear a pink hoodie a lot. And so I wore a pink hoodie and she has this like rainbow dress on. And these people, this woman walked up, and this is one of the first times we went out. This woman walked up to us was like, you guys are so bright i love this it's so great you know and we got to go to the pumpkin patch and like pick out pumpkins and like do all the dumb things where you put your face in the you know the the things where you take pictures and it was just it was a really good time and it it, like kind of it was one of those ones where like you plan it to be fun and you do like extra things i brought i brought like disposable cameras for us and it ended up actually going as well as you want it to so that was a good one that's
2: nice my best date i think uh Oh, my! The, the first date that I had uh, with my, my current partner is uh, I, I was so sick of bad, boring internet first dates that I uh, was like, we're going to go to the Mütter Museum, which is here in Philly. And it's a, a 19th century medical museum. And it's full of like fe- fetuses and jars that are malformed. And there's this like incredible part where there's this doctor who collected. He has this, uh, in, like in the 19th century, this doctor collected like hundreds of things that he pulled out people's throats that they were choking on. And so it's this insane collection of like... Pins and nails and bits of food and small toys, all from like the late eighteen hundreds, and uh, we just went through all these drawers and we were just laughing our asses off, looking at all the things people were choking on. Uh, it was a really wonderful uh, date, and we, you know, I mean, it worked. We're we're married now, so it's uh, hey, hey. <laughs> so you didn't choke. That's right. That's right. That was uh, uh I don't know.
0: A Good thing I did (laughs) Good job John (laughs) Looking for an aphorism but it didn't come Congratulations to all of us On having dates (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for questions for the group this week Um, I'm going to move us on to Recommendations Recommendations and so I did something a little different this episode. I thought since there's the three main characters got hit with spells, I would uh, make movie recommendations based on those spells. So uh, Buffy being trapped in a trapped about to get married. It's something that like she willingly wouldn't do. Reminded me of the 1931 Svengali with John Barrymore, where John Barrymore plays Svengali, the, amazing hypnotist who like hypnotizes uh, a beautiful young woman into falling in love with him so he can marry her and like you know the story is about like the boyfriend trying to save him and stuff and John Boyer plays a really great creepy I guess he's maybe a gypsy or something but he's a hypnotist Um, and the term Svengali comes from that like that it's just hypnotism and there's a really great line where he like makes the woman say like I love you and then Svengali feels like oh, that's such an empty gesture. And he goes, never mind. It's just Svengali talking to Svengali. <laughs> uh, so that's my recommendation for the Buffy section. Um, for Giles Going Blind, I recommend uh, the 2002 uh, J-horror movie, The Eye, about somebody who's been blind since they were two getting eye transplants that turn out to be haunted by ghosts. Uh, it was remade into a Jessica Alba movie but I recommend the J horror version (laughs) as always when it comes to like American remakes of Japanese horror. And then, um, this one is dumb because it's more based on the title than actually what happens in the movie. Uh, but, uh, for Xander becoming a demon magnet, I recommend the 2002 movie demon lover, uh, which is a weird movie about like, um, people trying to like do an online, like people trying to like bid and stuff about like, uh, uh, anime pornography and like it gets like surreal and weird and it's like a very like hackers type styled movie um it's a weird movie i kind of like it but it's not a movie i rewatch a lot or anything but demon lover 2002 uh, that so sounds I insane was, i'm not even sure yeah. i followed what you were talking <laughs> about there uh so uh how do we feel do we want to go into themes or predictions what are we i feel like predictions is going to be pretty exciting this
1: week oh you have feeling I've got a know? feeling I would like to hear if any predictions were resolved this week. virgin predictions
2: okay, so I uh, current standing uh, looking back at all of the predictions that we have confirmed or denied. Uh, of them have been confirmed uh, and the remainder denied. Uh, Putting Mike at a a low D minus. Uh, We're waiting to see if he crosses the line into an F. Will it happen happen today? I hope Uh, he raises back to a 69. Nice. So, um, there is one that does actually, I was looking for, it actually did not apply. Uh, So at one point Mike predicted that uh, Amy will become a human and she'll have a scandalous reveal. But that prediction was in season three. So that one has already been denied. We're oh, past no. That. Oh. Yeah. That's so, what I was thinking about. I was looking forward to a long conversation about whether or not that was scandalous and what <laughs> scandalous reveal, but uh, it, it's, it's moot. So,
0: all right. Uh, I think Mike definitely needs to make a new prediction then about Amy's reveal, scandalous or not.
2: <laughs> all right. Season three, episode four, Mike predicts Buffy will hook up with Angel and then Spike. <laughs> we know that Buffy has hooked up with Angel. I think that that is not up for debate, but did did Buffy and Spike hook up in this episode? Was this a hook up? What is I a hook this up? Is,
0: I, <laughs> I don't know if earlier on, I because I, I feel like we've had arguments about the term hook up before, so yes. I don't know what's been decided. I don't recall, uh, but I, I would called this a hookup, I, I would but say. They were making out
1: enough that like, they didn't notice that their friends were almost getting choked by a demon. So like, <laughs> that's probably, a, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna call this a hookup? I think this I think this is their first official, first perhaps only official hookup. All right. Which is very exciting for Spuffy fans. So that is a confirmation for Mike.
1: Okay, we I have- I'm glad that we decided that that was a hookup. Were you going to freak out if it did? <laughs> yeah, I was about to have a, a thing.
2: <laughs> I don't think it is. A hookup. Season uh. three. <laughs> Season three, episode eight. Spike will assist Buffy on a mission of some kind. So they've been kind of interrogating him and he does give them some, some information that seems like it might be useful. Does Spike, and, it, and, and, and in this one he helps with the spell, right? Mm-hmm. So
0: is Spike assisting Buffy on a mission? I think he actively tries to. So I think it counts because okay. like whether his assistance comes to anything or not, like, like that would be like arguing whether Xander has ever helped Buffy on a mission. Right. I think right. he actively tries to, and he does like fight some, or no, he doesn't fight demons. Cause he's like, if they come, I can't do anything to protect you. <laughs> right. So Dennis but. says, confirm Jim, what say you?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's close enough.
2: All right. We'll confirm that yeah. one for Mike. Hey, this is two confirmations in a row here. This is uh quite a roll here. Uh here's one that uh I think I know what, where this conversation's going to go, but um in the season 3 wrap-up episode that we did, Mike predicted that Buffy and Spike will have sex in season 4. Now, it's possible that off-screen somewhere that they had that they had sex like uh in in uh, in the bathtub or whatever with the manacles, I don't know. But like, do you think, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, Buffy and Spike had sex at some point in this episode?
0: I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it one way or the other. I would let that one slide for a while.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it, we can't really confirm it. So, you know, I can't give a confirmation of that one either. So we
0: will leave that one yeah. open. It's not a denial, because they, of course they could have sex at any time. And, uh, and I, I think because at the very end, the thing Spike can dig on And Buffy about is the wind beneath my wings. That means they like, he doesn't have the sex to dig on her about. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. If, if he could have made fun of her about sex, he would have. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's an excellent point. Okay. All right. So, uh, we said Mike was at a a 62.9. Mike is now at a 63.5. So, uh,
1: well done, Mike climbing those charts. (laughs) <laughs> just like blink 182 in 99. <laughs> i have all some right. predictions um but I, I wanted to bring up one did we already solve or resolve the prediction about willow summoning all of the elements mastering all the elements because she calls all the elements during oh battle. oh wow oh like whoa no we guys, have not that. That? she no listen by name let me bring up the spell here dude, <laughs> dude. wow <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mike, that is good. Willow says, and this is what got me going, hearken all ye elements, I summon thee now. Control the outside, control within. Land and sea, fire and wind, out my passions, a web be spun, from this eve forth my will be done, so mote it be. So mote it be. That is four elements. The prediction states Willow will
2: master the four elements.
1: I did not hear earth. Land and sea, land. She said land. Damn
2: it. Yeah. (laughs) all right fine what about heart does she master heart she's out of my passions
1: she does mention the magic fifth element <laughs> <laughs> the element that need not be named all right well all right. congratulations I guess that's it. wow that's Mike. amazing
2: that I, is how, cool. I want to give you some kind of bonus points but that's not going to do that uh i should be
1: looking through the predictions thing more more regularly than yeah do.
0: okay I was, so. all right I, 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 this is minor spi- minor minor spoilers in season five episode one Willow starts a beach fire and she says like, oh, it's about balancing the four elements. So that was what I thought in my head was the indication that she like had controlled the four elements. Uh, so so
2: you'll be happy to know, uh, instead of uh, what did I say before, 63.5, you are now at a
1: 63.8. Hey, that's 64. <laughs> oh, 64, rounding up. <laughs> so um, here's the predictions. Spike will make another joke, one joke at least, about the time they planned, about he, time that he and Buffy planned their wedding together in season four. Like they, he can't leave that alone. It's too good. Uh, the vengeance demon maker will return in a future plot <laughs> twist. Uh, his uh, name's DeHoffren. DeHoffren, sorry, uh, I didn't know how to spell it. Uh, DeHoffren.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to spell it either.
1: Okay, right, just uh, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> uh, Anya is going to get the calling card token from Willow. I don't know if you need this calling card token to meet, see this guy, but she's going to get it. Um, Amy will have another scandalous reveal. <laughs> Harmony is going to be jealous of the Buffy Spike hookup. Even though she's over Spike, whatever, there's going to be some jealous rage. And then Jim Whittington wrote, Jim is going to buy a Kiss Librarian mug. Um, <laughs> But I, that is not, a,
2: that's not a Buffy prediction. That is that's out- on
1: an enamel pin instead. That's much better. So that's okay. outside the Buffy verse. Okay. It's in the gym verse. Say- I also
0: saw that there's uh, t-shirts that say Xander Demon Magnet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
2: There's a, uh, I was looking at trying to see if I could find the chocolate poster from their dorm room. Oh yeah and it's out of print and uh there's a bunch there's a whole bunch of people on the amazon page for it uh talking about uh buffy <laughs> it's just some random poster that this
0: artist made that's so funny yeah. you never know what your legacy will be <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh all right well that's it for uh, predictions i believe uh so let's move on to themes and deep stuff
1: Deep stuff.
0: John, why don't you uh start us off? Uh yeah, I don't know uh what everybody else
2: got out of this episode. It's not an overly deep episode, I feel like, but uh so the there's a the thing that kind of runs one of the things that runs through it is Willow wants to rush through her grief and everybody you know, she, in this episode is a kind of a parable about how you can't do that. You can't take shortcuts through grief because then monsters or whatever. And um, (laughs) I I guess I want to say that like, I, there's some truth to that probably, but I also feel like it's equally true that like people don't want to solve their own problems because they feel like they didn't work hard enough for them. Like sometimes you should just do the thing that works in life. That's just that I feel like one of the lessons I've learned is that like in my life is like, sometimes if something works, just do it. If you know, you don't always need to do, feel like you, uh, you know, worked hard to get something. I'm being really vague. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: Well, I've, I've been told, you know, there's a difference between grief and wallowing, right? And I feel yeah,
2: like, I guess that's what I want
0: to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes if you're not looking for shortcuts, you're maybe not looking for like a way to move forward at all. Right? There you go. That's much better stated than what I was trying to say. That's right, Dennis. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Uh, yeah good theme John Um, yeah I feel like my, my theme is maybe not the opposite but it's like I like that in this episode Willow is having a harder time than she was last episode because sometimes grieving isn't linear and like a lot of things don't like a lot of fiction doesn't seem to understand that right I just like that it's like yeah you can be having a good week or like a week where you're focused on other stuff and then like some shit hits you and you're like back to the beginning again, you know? Um, so I like that That uh, the episode isn't treating this like, well, she's at 10%, she's 10% better than she was last week. And like, by this curve, she'll be perfectly fine in three episodes, you know?
1: Yeah. That's really well said, Dennis. That's that's really beautiful. I feel like I, I don't have, I didn't understand until you said it, but it totally makes sense.
0: All right, uh, Jim, what do you got oh, yeah. to say? Well,
1: I had I touched on this a little bit, but I I think that there there was that sort of mini like sort of theme of. Um, of of buffy you know wondering if a if a nice safe relationship can also have fireworks or can or if you can only have fireworks if you're fighting all the time and i think that's something that like people get trapped into where they're you know it's they'll meet somebody who is really good for them and and uh but they'll, so for some reason they're boring you know and i was i was actually reading a, or i watched a talk about this kind of earlier in the week and this guy was talking about how like you're not you're you're looking for someone who's um who uh who treats you in a familiar way rather than someone who, um, is actually good for you a lot of times. And so I thought that was, it was kind of interesting to like have to watch that like two days ago and then watch this episode and be like, Oh yeah, this is exactly what that guy was talking about. I was like, she's, she's used to the like the familiar of like this like whacked out relationship, you know, with these, like with like a vampire, but she, she can't really, um, sort of fathom like just being with like this this doofus who just is like teach me about women and like but is actually like genuinely like trying like he's like let's go on a picnic and let's you know let's go driving and you know at least it, it, you know he's he's certainly more normal than the other people we've seen her with and and i think for like, sure it's interesting that like she's actually kind of bringing that whole thing up of like oh yeah maybe i don't like him because he's just kind of there you know yeah
0: yeah i can't that's interesting i feel like i've i've never liked the thing that kind of tv trope of like you know like the normal guy uh is boring or like a relationship that feels comfortable then doesn't have sparks because like you can always i don't know like i'd rather like you can have a relationship that feels comfortable in my head at least and still have sparks uh uh there's like intensity and stuff and like genuine danger i guess and like maybe it's different when you're buffy and like (laughs) you like genuine danger is like a thing you actually deal with all the time like i don't know why why bring real real danger into like a real relationship if you don't have to i guess
1: yeah yeah so, yeah it was, it was good it was a good part it was it was kind of interesting how like they front-loaded that and then it, they didn't really talk about it much more after that i mean i guess they kind of did but, but yeah john why don't you read uh travis's deep stuff
2: uh yeah so before we lost travis uh he commented he said i'd like that they're trying to rebuff love as a trope and try a more adult approach to a relationship
0: rebuff buff <laughs>
2: All right. I'm just trying to understand what Travis means by that. It, it, obviously, uh, he's better interpreting his own notes. Than anybody else uh, feel like they understand his mind? I feel. I do I, I feel
0: like he's talking about Riley there, right? Not about. Yeah, I think so. Spike being the, the, uh, or maybe they're maybe he's talking about Anya and Xander, and their relationship being more adult. <laughs> there are there is
1: fruit roll ups involved. So yes,
0: the fruit roll ups roll ups. <laughs> Uh, so let's leave that mystery as the finale for this episode I've been your host Dennis St. John you can buy my comics online on Amazon I'm uh, The Land of Many Monsters and Many More Monster Tales is now on sale at a cheaper price so get it now uh, and all you who bought it at the full price thank you you suckers
2: ah oh, I'm a sucker
0: <laughs> I love you anyway uh, um, yeah I'm uh, denis C-O-M-I-X on Twitter and dot com. Mike, where can people find you?
1: At Michael Poley on Twitter and that's about it right now. I'm on YouTube, but just Twitter me. Jim, what are you doing online? Oh, I'm on microblog at JW and then I'm also on Twitter at at JWithy, W-I-T-H-Y.
0: John, you got anything to promote this week? Not at the moment, nope. All right. well you can find us Buffy Virgin online at Buffy Virgin pod on Twitter at Buffy Virgin on Instagram, BuffyVirgin.com. We are all over the place. We are fun. Subscribe, like, give us reviews. We love it. And we'll see you in hell.